This is the University Seventh-day Adventist Church in the sunny Orlando, Florida. We are glad that you are listening to our weekly podcast. Our prayer is that you will be blessed and challenged by our message today. And may God lead you in the next step of your growth in Him. Here is our future sermon. Good morning. Happy Sabbath, church. Good to see you again. Uh, we were... We were checking on the system. Um, last time I was here was last June. Wow, times fly. <laughs> long time, long time. But it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Um, turn to the person who is next to you and tell him or, or tell her you are the most beautiful thing that God has created. All right, all right, all right, all right. I see a few men sitting next to each other and they're like... Whatever he said, you know. <laughs> Definitely you are the most beautiful thing that God created. Because he created you by his image. Isn't it something? That's the kind of God that we have. So it's good to be back here. Um, today, our sermon, I have titled it as Restored by Him. Do we need to be restored every single day? You know, I want to share uh, part of my story here with you. Uh, we chaplains, we love stories. <laughs> and I, I want to share part of my story. Uh, actually, I was, I, was, I was speaking with Brother Johnson, right? Johnson. Uh, and we were talking about our background. And it wasn't in my plans to come here to the States. Actually, uh, I, well, I went well, after finishing high school, I went to study engineering, I don't know why, for a year. <laughs> and then I was like, this is not for me. And then I went to Trinidad and Tobago to study English. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless that beautiful land. I remember going to San Fernando and seeing Venezuela, my tear will, you know, like here. <laughs> um, and after that, I came here to, to uh, Florida. Um, Pastor, uh, Chaplain Omaña, I don't know if you remember him, now he's in California. Um, he called me to do an internship in chaplaincy, just to know w what this was about. And I love it, that summer. After that, I went to study theology in Puerto Rico. Do we have any Boricua here? No? Yeah, 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 right, I remember you. <laughs> so so uh, I went to study theology over there in Mayagüez, and then I was working in a hospice as a chaplain, and that's when Chaplain Ivan called me and he was like, hey, do you want to come by? We, we have this new project. We, we, we would love you to be here. Oh, okay. Let's go there. So I came here. But um, as an immigrant, <laughs> okay, I hear some, hmm. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. That if you don't know what's a uh, process with immigration, God bless you. May you never have to pass through that. But for those who have been passing through that, oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. We have been purified. <laughs> So uh, when it came, my work permit was about to expire. And I started working for Florida Hospital. But then my work permit expired, and a process that was supposed to take three weeks, it took a whole year. So during that year, I wasn't able to work. I wasn't able to have a driver's license. I, was, I wasn't illegal, but I, neither was legal. So I was like in a limbo. Uh, so, but I... I I need to produce some money because I was here. I was here by myself. I didn't have any family here by that time. Recently, just my, my cousin, she just moved here. 
So I, I was here by myself. So I was living with this friend, and this friend, he was like, hey, Gustavo, I'm working in this um, auto parts uh, um, company, and they need some help in the warehouse. Do you want to come? I mean, they're going to give you some money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need to eat, you know. So yeah, but it's going to be just for two weeks. So long story short, that's, those two weeks uh, became an eight months of work. That's how God provided. And every single Friday, was, I was like, God, is this the last Friday? No, it's not. <laughs> then I will come back on Monday. But while I was there, I was kind of, you know, you know we're human beings. We are so, we're never satisfied, you know. So part of my job was to clean things like this. And this guy, he wanted me to clean this so he could sell, sell it to Latin America. And he gave me sandpaper. And I start cleaning. And I remember sitting in that warehouse by myself, cleaning those kind of auto parts, talking with God. <laughs> really? <laughs> After all we've been through? <laughs> I studied theology. I mean, I, I don't care cleaning things. I remember cleaning a lot of stuff back in the university. <laughs> but really? <laughs> and I started doing my thing there with the sandpaper. But suddenly, these auto parts start to shine. <laughs> and I'm talking with God. <laughs> And these outer parts started to shine, it started to shine, it started to shine. And suddenly, it was kind of clean. And I'm like, wait a second. So I went into the offices to talk with my friend. And I opened the door, you know, all dirty. Hey, I got it, I got it. What, what are you talking about, Gustav? I got it. Now I understand what God wants to do with me here. What are you talking about? Look at this. I mean, this, this wasn't the power part. It's just, just to have a picture. Oh, come on. I'm not that good. <laughs> yeah, his. I am not his. And this is what God wants to do with me. I'm not ready yet. He needs to clean my character. He needs to clean my soul. <laughs> he needs to clean my dependence on him. Because it's not about me. It's all about him and what he wants to do in me. Am I talking to somebody here? All right. It's good to know that it's not just my story. Restoration. The act or process of returning something to its original condition by repairing it, cleaning it, etc. Restitution of something taken away or lost. I put him back into a former position. Dignity. Hmm. The returning of something or someone to their original state. Let's have a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we are here to talk about you and about your power and about the amazing things that you, you want to do in us and through us. God, I pray that may your Holy Spirit move among us. I don't know what's the excuse that you use so, so we could be here. Maybe somebody here came just because it was another Sabbath. Or somebody came here because had a had a uh, participation here. Or somebody came because somebody else invited him or invited her. Or somebody came because had to preach today. And that's the excuse that you use, God, to talk to us. So our hearts are open to receive your message. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I don't know if you're familiar with this guy. If I don't know if you saw uh, this series called the bible in history channel no yeah do you remember what character was he doing he was peter he was peter 
I mean, I didn't find any picture of the real Peter, but so you can have a, you know, you can recognize him. <laughs> uh, but Peter, I, I, I like Peter as, wow, what a character he is. And I, I, I can feel related with him. I, I don't know if you have any person of the Bible that you can feel related with. Yeah? Will, will you share one? Are you, with who? Joe? Mm, a lot of things happened there, right? <laughs> yeah. Who else? Thomas? Mm. Who? Salmon? Ooh, that's good. I hope it's for the, for the wisdom, right? <laughs> that's why, that's why, right? <laughs> I mean, Solomon, he did a lot of things great. So we all can relate with somebody in the Bible. I, I can relate with Peter, with Joseph. I like Joseph too. But I want to talk about, 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 about the experience that Peter had and why I feel related with, with him. Um, you know, Peter... He always has something to say. You know, just like me, not right now. You know, that was a pure example. <laughs> he always has something to say. He couldn't stay quiet. I remember mom, when she used to tell me something, and then I would reply, mm, she will use her authority against me. <laughs> you know, you know um, 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 I, think, I think most of us are from the islands or right or latin america well of course a few here from from the states but our mothers sometimes they they, they abuse of their powers <laughs> yeah yeah so so yeah oh <laughs> somebody here is nodding with his head <laughs> so it's good to know that the kids are outside now right <laughs> so yeah and i always had something to say and and I feel related with Peter. Peter, he always was like, you know, Jesus was walking with the multitude, and then these women touched him. Remember that story? Twelve years being, um, uh, uh, with, you know what I'm talking about. Thank you. Help me out. So, and Jesus is like, somebody touch me. Somebody touch me. And what, what did Peter say? God, you know, come on, really? We're here. Come on. He had always something to say. And Jesus was like, somebody touch me. The power came out of me. So I feel related with him. But, but, but Peter, he, you know, he invited Jesus to his house after church to eat. And Jesus would go there. You remember that, that episode? When, when they went and the mother-in-law of Peter was sick and was after church. And Jesus, what, what did Jesus do? He healed her. He made the miracle for her. I don't know if it's for Peter, but <laughs> he made the miracle for her. <laughs> You know, so so he was very close with 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 with, with Jesus, and I, and I can imagine maybe Peter has his boat and he had a bumper sticker with C eighty eight point three, you know, and he will sing praises to Jesus every single day when he was on, on the lake, and he, he was very close with him. I mean, I've been in church since I was like five, six, seven years old. I was running. The deacons always were like, "Hey, stop running." I would, you know, play the piano. And I was, you know, growing church. And, but as every Peter has, it's Friday. And that Friday for Peter, Jesus told him, hey, you're going to deny me. Remember? I will never do that. But then they took Jesus to the high priest's house. They were what? What they were doing there? They were judging him that Friday morning. Peter was with John. He was seeing from far away, and he found that the fire, it was pretty cold outside, so he's warming himself there, 
And then this lady, what? What did, what did she say? Hey, I've, I've seen you before. <laughs> you, you're one of them. What are you talking about, woman? You woman always, you women always gossiping. I wasn't with him. And the Bible says that an hour later, another people was like, hmm, I've seen you with him. Yeah. And then a soldier said, I, yeah, I saw you last night. You were there. You cut my cousin ear last night. Yeah, he was the one who put it back, but you were the one who cut it. No, 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 no. It wasn't me. And then he starts saying bad words, cursing. But he even, you look at him. He even walks like him. Because when you spend time with, with Jesus, something happened to you. He walks like him. He talks like him. He's one of them. But then he started to pretend. He started to pretend. You know, I was walking like, no, that's not me. And he started using bad words. Huh. And, and I see myself a lot of time denying Jesus with, with my words, with my thoughts, with my actions. But you're a chaplain. Yes, I am. And I'm a human being too, as we all are. That's why we all need restoration. And that Friday morning, Jesus saw Peter. The process for restoration first, realization. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word that the Lord had spoken to him. Before the roster, what? You will disown me three times. And he went outside and realization. Cool. What I just did. And we all need to realize our sins. And maybe you're thinking, oh, now this guy, he's going to bring guiltiness to my heart. I don't know. I don't know what happened to you during this week. I don't know what happened to you last night, this morning. I don't know. I know my story. I know that the Holy Spirit, while I'm talking, Holy Spirit is bringing things to my mind. Because, hey, Chaplain Gustavo, you need to realize what you are doing. You need to realize by name those things. And I've been praying, I've been praying because I know God is going to talk to you this morning. God is talking to you this morning. Realization. We all need to realize our situation. I've seen myself a lot of time trying to pretend as Peter. He's trying to pretend. This is not with me. But Jesus always turned and looked straight at me. And it said in the desire of ages that, that that look of Jesus was a look of compassion. It wasn't of con- he, he wasn't condemning Peter. It was a look of compassion. Of course Jesus was sad. I just told you this. I just told you to be aware. And now you're betraying me. You're denying me. Hmm. And he went outside and wept bitterly. We all need to cry. Three weeks ago, I was doing my rounds in the hospital. And as every morning, I ask God, God, lead me. I want to see everybody, but at the time, <laughs> I cannot do it. So lead me to those rooms that you know, that need, need, you, you need to work there. So he led me to that room. This lady who was there in the hospital for five days. I just opened the door, present myself as a chaplain. Hey, I'm the chaplain. I just came to check how are you doing today. Well, I think I'm a little better, she said. All right. So we established a conversation. I asked her, why, why, why did you end up here in the hospital? Oh, well, my elbow, el- elbow, right? Uh, I got an infection. Um, the doctors, they don't know what happened. They, they were thinking that was, maybe it was a spider or something, but they don't know. Hmm, okay. 
So we keep talking, and then she said, uh, you know, the people here, they're be treating me very good. I feel like my, my nurse, she's, she's the angel that God sent me here. And I told her, you know why everybody here is so nice to you? Hmm, why? Because we want to send you a message. And that message is that there is a God who cares for you with compassion and with love. She looked at me, she started crying. Hmm, I know something else is going on in here. So tell me, help me to understand your tears. Well, chaplain, if you only knew. I've been running away from God two years. I'm a pastor's daughter. My husband, he's a, a music ministry at church. People have come here from church to pray for me, to tell me to come back. But I, I don't. And she, she was crying and crying and crying. Why? Why? Why God loves me that much? <laughs> Realization. What do you need to realize today? What is your condition? This morning. So Peter, he went outside and wept and wept. And I can imagine that that's, that's Sabbath for Peter. Can you imagine how he went? Maybe, maybe he went to church, I don't know, at 12, sitting in the back, trying to nobody to see him. Maybe somebody told him, why are you here so late? You should have come to the Sabbath school. Can you imagine how Peter was feeling? I mean, Jesus was his friend. He didn't know that Jesus was going to rise. Reason, 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 there you are. He didn't know. He was expecting that Jesus would do something that Friday, but that didn't happen. He, he didn't understand what Jesus was saying. So he just betrayed his best friend, and now his best friend is dead. Thank you. Oh, that Sabbath was terrible for Peter. But as, as every Peter, Peter has a Friday, there is a, always a Sunday. Amen? There is always a Sunday for everybody. Amen? And after realization comes the repentance. So that Sunday morning, the women are going to, to, to the tomb. And they're going there, and they're wondering, who's going to move that, that stone? And when they got there, what happened? The stone was moved. Ooh. But then something else happened. This man was there, and he said to them, don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has what? He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tells his disciples, and... All right, let's do it again. But go, tells his disciples, and you can do better than that. Come on. I know, it's almost one. For the next three hours, we're going to be talking about, no, I'm just kidding. Come on, let's do it. But go, tells his disciples, and he's going ahead of you into Galilee. Praise the Lord. Tell his disciples, and Peter, the one who just betrayed me, just tell him, I'm going to meet him. And you know, it's, it's, when I was reading this, I was like, whoa. Repentance is not about me. Repentance is about what God is putting in me. And God was sending a message to Peter. You know, sometimes we think, oh, I need to repent of this sin. No, 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 no. It's God who is putting that in your heart, in my heart. And he wants to tell you, hey, I want to see you again. <laughs> I want to meet you again. Isn't it something? So let's, let's, let's do an exercise here so you can, you can keep this to you. Where it says Peter, you're going to put your name. And I'm going to read it. And when it's about to say Peter, you're going to say out loud your name. Can we, that, can we do that? Yeah? Yeah? Are we all on the same page? All right? All right, let's do it. But go tell his disciples and... Do we have an, a lot of Peters here? 
<laughs> Come on, put your name there. Put your name there. All right? But go tells his disciples, son. God is calling you by name. It's by name he's calling you. Do we have a lovely God? Does anybody here want to praise God? Praise God. Hallelujah. So the process of restoration, it has repentance on him, on the process. So what? God is calling you. God is calling you. And after that, it came the restoration. That day, Peter, it wasn't that Sunday, it was after that, Peter went with his friends to fish. That's what he did for a living. So he was fishing that night, and what happened that night? Do you remember? They didn't catch anything in there. <laughs> There is nothing more frustrating for a fisherman than go outside and get nothing. So they went there and they were the whole night talking about the experiences that they had with Jesus during those three years and a half. And the sun rise. And then this man who was standing in the beach, hey guys, do you have something to eat? Mm-mm, we ain't got anything. Turn your net to the right side of the boat. Why the right side? All right, that's a good explanation. But the reality is that Jesus was in the right side of that boat. And Jesus wanted to send them a message. Hey, when you work with me, you get what you need. And they, they throw that net to the right side, the, right, the side where Jesus was. And they got fishes. Do you remember how many fishes they got? 153. There you are. Do you know why 153 different fishes? This is a, this is a oh, trivia question. <laughs> the scholar says that supposedly in the Lake of Galilee, they have 153 different, kind, different types of fish, species. So Jesus was sending another message there. I'm including everybody here. I'm including everybody here. Even you, Peter. I'm including everybody. And everybody stinks like a fish. We all think that's the truth. <laughs> but Jesus is saying, hey, I don't care. I'm including you. I'm including you, University Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm including you. And after that, John is like, hmm, he, he talks like Jesus. He stands like Jesus. He looks like, does he, is he Jesus? And Peter was like, whoa, yeah, he's able to. He jumps into the water. And then he's, you know, talking with Jesus. And then they have this conversation. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon was the name, the other name of Peter, right? He answered, yes, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my lamb, my sheep. Three times, Jesus asked the same question. Why three times? And that's the right answer. Three times, Peter denied him. And, and Jesus was restoring him. Do you love me? Yes, Lord, I do. You know that I love you. When Jesus met Peter, they were in the, in, the, in the boat, remember, when he told him, I'm going to make you a fisher off. But now Peter, he, he didn't accomplish the mission, and he messed it up. And God now was restoring him again to the mission that he gave it in the beginning of his ministry. Yeah, you are going back, and you're going to be a fisher of men, of all the species. But not just, he was not just restoring his mission. He was restoring him as a man, as a human being. He was showing him how he wants to work his life. And that, that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how far you have gone. It doesn't matter 
How big is the mess? Jesus is still there calling you to restore you. This lady in the hospital, she asked why God loved that much. And we both had tears in our eyes. And I told her, you know what? God doesn't call us to understand. He just asked us to accept it. That's what we call grace. Something that we don't serve, but it's still giving us. Peter received grace that day. This lady received grace that day. I remember praying with her, and I told her after this prayer, I'm going to let you hear so you can have this conversation with God. And I felt like, like we were fulfilling our mission as a hospital to reconnect people with God again. You know, that's, that's, that's why Jesus was healing people. When he was healing people, after he healed people, what, what he will say? Go and see no more. Your sins are forgiven. Because he wanted people to reconnect again with God. And that day in the hospital, I could see that. And, I, and I, as I was closing the door, I said, God, glory to your name. You're fulfilling your mission here. And God wants to fulfill his mission in you today here, as he wants to do in my life too. We all need restoration. First, we need to realize. Realization. Secondly, repentance. And third, restoration. Restoration, the act of process or process of returning something to its original condition by repairing it, cleaning it, etc. Does God need to repair you to clean you? Is he doing that? Amen. Restitution of something taken away or lost. We as human beings, we were taken away in that garden of Eden. But God, what he did, he came here and Jesus died for us to restitute us to its original plan. Amen. I put him back into our former position, dignity. God wants to give you dignity. You are his son, his daughter, and he died for you. And I'm going to repeat this again. It doesn't matter how big is the mess. He wants to give you dignity again. The returning of something or someone to their original state. And you know what? We are going to be into this process of restoration until when? Until Jesus finally comes. Oh my goodness. And I cannot wait until that day. I cannot wait until that day when the whole process will be done. I don't want I don't know you, but I want my Jesus to come again. Amen. I'm just waiting for him so we can be completely restored. So I wanna I wanna finish with this song. It's a video. And while it's playing, I invite you to have this conversation with God. Think about the lyrics and how you can connect with the music and how you can reconnect with God. If I let you down Cause all I know Is how to run Cause I am a sinner If it's not one thing It's another Call
Psalm 51, verse 7 to 12, it says, Cleanse me with hyssop, with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. And then verse 17, my sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, you know our reality. Sometimes we just try to pretend, just as Peter did, sitting in the fire, trying to talk like everybody, to act like everybody. But at the end, God, you already have done something that people can recognize. God, and, and that's our humanity. That's how we are. We, we just tend to run away from you. That's it. But there you are, turning to us, looking at us, looking at us with compassion. And God, uh, this afternoon, we are realizing our status. <laughs> and yeah, we are sinners. But you, as the song says, you take brokenness aside and make things beautiful. You make things beautiful. And God, praise your name that... <laughs> You are not tired of us. Praise your name because you are, you are not done with us. Praise your name, God, because you still want to clean us. You still want to give us a new heart. Praise your name, God, because we can, we can pray to you as David did. We can ask for your willing spirit to sustain us. God, we just can bring our sacrifice that is a broken and contrite heart. And we know that you will not despise it. Praise your name, God. Because until your second come, you're going to keep restoring us every single day. So God, we're here. Your people is here. And I want to give, give a few seconds. So if any of us needs to talk directly to you and confess any sin, God, I pray that you hear us, you hear your church today. As your word says, we confess our sin. You will be faithful to forgive us and clean us 
to everything, God. And the word says, you're going to make us white. No, our souls. Thank you for your blood, God. Clean us. Thank you because you, you are doing your job in us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that is still working in us every day. God, and I pray that you may give us the joy of salvation. Thank you. Thank you. It's in your name that we pray and your church says.